1: The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our four podcast. This might be college football.
2: For the uh, final hour, uh, we we reported last night that Kane Womack uh, was leaving South Alabama. It appears uh, that Caleb DeBoer uh, is about to bring another sitting head coach to his staff, uh, Maurice Linguist, who is the head coach at Buffalo, where uh, Nate Oates came from, uh, is apparently on the move to Alabama. Uh, it will uh, certainly, has not been announced yet, uh, but but he is currently the head coach, likely to be the DB coach, uh, replacing uh, T-Rob. Let's uh, get back to the calls here, and uh, Ricky is in Mississippi. Uh, Ricky, how are you?
3: Uh, I'm, I'm cold, Paul, I'm cold, man. <laughs> I woke up uh, 14 degrees this morning, man. Oh my goodness! But, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm calling, you know, to talk about uh, uh, Saban and 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 what he meant to the SEC, and and, and, and I'm, you know, I I know he, you know, he um, he meant a lot to to the conference, you know, uh, and I mean he put us on the map, really, man. You know, i mean, even though we were strong, but. Well, I mean, really, you know, he, he was—I uh, mean—he was the epitome of uh, of excellence, and I, I give him that. Uh, but I think with the boy coming in, uh, I, the only thing that I, I I would be cautious about is is not lose himself, uh, you know, uh, to the you know, just like what like what Nick had to do when when he came to Alabama you know he has to have his own identity as well that's that's the only thing and, and I know he want to reach out to Saban and you know but there has to be a balance on that you know of of getting some advice from him I and mean, you know of course you're going to need it because he's he's not from this part of the country and and this is a total different alma than I am <laughs> you know what I'm saying oh, yeah. so you know he yeah he uh you know but if, when he left Washington you know and I, and, and I was I was thinking about when you know uh, 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 Will Rogers uh, going up there. He he was in, intent on playing for for Deboer at Washington. Right, I do remember. And now, and, and now he has to. He's in the, the poll I guess. To well, I don't know what he's going to do. You know, and players like that. You know, I wonder how. You know, that transfer portal. That's where it can be a little. You know, those when you are taking chances like that. You know. And uh, you know, and I guess that's the that's the downside to, you know, to being a transfer player because he I mean because he, he was there at the national championship game with his with the Washington jersey on, you know. I mean, you know, <laughs> so you know, I, I I just wonder about that side of 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 transferring. You know, it, it could be, you know, just like Junkins uh, went to Ohio State, which I I I didn't see that in coming either, but. Uh, you know, but I mean, it is what it is with this with this poor thing, you know, but uh, 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 what do you what do you what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's uh, the most unpredictable moment in time in college football history. And you, you really don't know what you're there's no guarantees. And uh, it's, always right. a, it's a dangerous transition because. You you can afford, I mean he's already lost a couple of players you can afford that and and some will argue well maybe that's a good thing uh, because yeah. you, you can go out and get bring some of maybe your own players but you can't there are certain players you cannot lose and I know the concern at Alabama right now concerns uh, Caleb Downs because he he is the the most impactful player on that team moving forward
3: right exactly and he could be he could be moving you know I. I I mean, that's. I think that's one of the reasons why Nick Saban. I mean, I, I, it has to be. Why you know you just can't. I mean, he's a football coach. He's an old school football coach, and and you know we all they they always talk about it, or he always talk about the process, and you can't you can't you can't maximize the, your players' uh, 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 potential in one year, and you know because this process. It, it Demands more than one year, you know, because you know, there's so much to learn, you know. And I think that frustrates him to no end, you know. When you have to, when you have to re-recruit your own players, and that's just, uh, you know, I, I, that, that, that that could that could that could drive anybody crazy. So I I get it, man, you know. And you know, and then when you know you're seventy, was it seventy-two? You know. Yeah, he uh, turned I, seventy-two I said, oh, two months ago. Yeah, I'm 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 59, and I'll I be 60 in, in, in October, and, and I can't stomach the things I could 30 years ago. You know. What I'm saying? <laughs> so, I bet. I mean, so I get it, man. You know, I mean, you just you, you just don't have that type of uh, patience uh, uh, on certain things, you know, and, and and you you already have that, you, you, you know. You already had that. What you, your DNA is set in you, what you already are, and and that's who he is, man. He's a football coach, man, and and sometimes that could be to a, to a detriment. But you know, you could say that with Belichick. You know, he, he is what he is, and that could uh, sometimes that could, if you're not if you're so rigid, and but that's the that's the opposite with with saving because he, he you know he's he he wasn't rigid like that. I mean, he, he, he did he was adaptable. So I, that's that's why I think he is the greatest coach uh, that ever lived because he was so adaptable. I mean, you know, but this this Porter here, I mean, this all this Porter and this NIL, I think this that's kind of that kind that kind of you know, he, he, he made his match on that. You know, he just can't he don't because he had no control. Yeah, but
2: Ricky, that. you you could see this coming. Uh, his yeah, expo- right. his explosion about Jimbo Fisher was oh, yeah, real yeah. <laughs> uh it was also it was calculated i mean he 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 went after jimbo but the main reason he did it was to try to solicit funds from his own people
3: yeah 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 he yeah, said we can I mean, he basically he,
2: said we can't be number two we have to be number one
3: yeah that's right you know but i mean it, it, yeah you you saw the handwriting on the wall you know but the, it, it's just but he tried to deal with it and and you know and i think this was his one is best coaching jobs, you know, because of the yeah, I think it was. Hey, Ricky, well, uh, yeah. uh,
2: really appreciate your call. It's always great to catch up. Uh, let's stay in touch, and let's also talk to Brad, who is in Georgia. Hey, Brad. Mr. Paul, how are you, brother? Oh, we're doing great. Thank you. Can I address the portal? I Please. know you're getting tired of hearing it, but I just
4: – you had a call today to said something I never heard the portal refer to as, as – um, What's the poaching the players? Right. So, okay. Well, number one, the players enter the portal for the betterment of themselves. Obviously, they don't want to stay there. So what do they do? They go into the portal. And when you have a program like Alabama, there's basically seven teams that's going to be looking at your players if they do go in the portal. And as far as Georgia goes, we recruit good enough, but we don't really, we sparingly use the portal. Wouldn't you agree, Paul? Very rarely. Very rarely. But I going to tell you something, Paul. We got your DB coach. And we got the roommate of the player that we really want. So don't be surprised if you see Caleb Downs in a Georgia uniform. No, I, I would not be. And I think, and I think right happen.
2: now uh, that is, the, and, and people have asked the question like, w- where does Nick Saban fit into all this? That's where he fits in. Uh, he, he's the one that would have the most sway with a Caleb Downs, and I'm sure he is in the middle of it because he has, he has to be, but that doesn't mean he's going to stay at Alabama.
4: No, it don't. And, and you know, the guy that he roomed with went to high school at Buford High School with him. And yeah. how many three-star recruits does
2: Alabama get? Not many. How many a year? How many? Uh, not many. Yeah, but guess what? They don't go for three stars.
4: That's right. But they brought a a three-star over, and he was a package deal with Caleb Downs when they both left Buford High School to go to Alabama. Sure. And guess who's at Georgia now? Pope, his roommate, three-star. He'll never play a snap at Georgia. But the consensus thinking is if you got Pope, you're going to get Downs. so Paul, enjoy the rest of your day, brother, and be Thank
2: safe. You. That guy felt like he was giving me bad news, telling me Caleb Downs was going to go to Georgia. Do you feel the same? I, yeah. Do you care?
5: Yeah. About
2: it all. <laughs> I hope he goes wherever he wants to go. Rusty is up next. Hello, Rusty.
6: Hi, Mr. Paul Feinbaum. Man, it's been years since I've tried to get on the show. I'm so happy to be here. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I got a few points. All right. Point number one, you and I have something in common. I met Bear Bryant in 1977 or 78. I was playing little league football, and he smelled like Chesterfields. I don't remember him if I would see him on the street or whatever, but hey, it was a highlight. Okay. Number two, all of these, uh, all of these other teams poaching Bama. All right, just poach Bama, and the last caller from Georgia, whatever. You know, we got this little, we got this little sign coming out of the the tunnel at Alabama built by Bama, right? Well, they should probably hang one in Georgia. They should probably hang one at Florida State, maybe Texas or whatever. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. It's football, man. That's the way football is, right? Third point is this, and I don't want to take up a lot of time because Dominic, I want Dominic to call. He's my favorite caller. I'm in the joke. Anyway, the the third thing is this. This coach that that everybody is talking about from, from the mobile area, um, being from Gulf Shores, I know this coach has to work his tails off, his tail off to, to, to recruit any player, right? This dude's a proven thing. And people that are talking about this four two five defense, guess what? That's a lot of what Michigan ran, and we ran a lot this year, too. So, these people are just fools. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, crap, I almost forgot my fourth thing, but I just remembered it. You know, at the end of the day, I have been I've been a Crimson Tide fan my whole entire life. My whole entire life. There's been ups, there's been downs, but I've also been an RN all of my life, most of my life. And I have seen a thousand people die. Not a thousand, probably two hundred, three hundred. Your caller that called in early talking about losing a son, you know what that's what perspective is. It's like, you know, football's important it's great and everything else but at the end of the day you got to wake up you got to move on and you know find Christ like find your direction and move on right i'm in oh my god my wife's in Auburn grad and she hates him <laughs> i'm in is nothing more down in fairhope so You know, you go down to Mobile Bay or whatever, and there's all these docks, and there's, like, this fishing line, little bobbers that are tied to these docks where people lost their fishing line. I'm in as nothing but a little fluorescent orange bobber just trying to hang on, just trying to escape the tide. That's all he does is bob up and down, and that's it. That's it. So... I hope I kept it. I hope hey, yeah, I kept that, it. By the way, Rusty, that was a
2: fantastic call. Thank you so much. We're up against a break. We still have 45 minutes to go here on a Tuesday night.
7: Back after this. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8 SAVE. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try JET's signature 8 corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8 SAVE. JET's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand-name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free, no insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted Him subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at That's hims.com/paul. That's h i m s.com/paul for your personalized ED treatment options. hims.com/paul Hard are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a health provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show
1: Podcast.
2: Welcome back. It's been a busy night, and let's check in with Alex from Tennessee. Hello, Alex. Hey, Paul. Um, my question is, do you think that with the
4: retirement of Nick Saban, that we might see a possible Tennessee di- uh, dynasty?
2: Yeah, Alex, I, I think the real question for anyone is, is can you sustain success? Uh, and you, you, you can't go to the traditional book where Tennessee belongs and... Nebraska, Penn State, uh, these are among those who always were good. I think it's more difficult today, but I think the 12-team the playoff is going to upset the balance because I fully expect – to see upsets, I think it will be just like the NFL. Uh, you know, how did the Cowboys lose? How did the Eagles lose? How, how did the Texans go on the run? I and mean, there are the reasons for every one of those, by the way. But in the in the playoff, there, there's such an unexpected factor, and the biggest. Uh, is going to be once you get the first round I think is going to be fairly simple because you know the good teams are going to be playing at home and uh, if if you're not a good team and you have to go to Michigan or Minnesota or Wisconsin or Penn State in the middle of December good luck. So do you think it's possible with
4: um, with Nico at quarterback obviously and a solid receiving core with you know Possible break a year from a guy, uh, Caleb Webb, returning
8: to Brew and Dante Thornton. Do you think it's possible that maybe not this year, but maybe the year after that we see a, a national championship from Tennessee? Well, I, I think
2: Tennessee is going to have to get a little more complete, uh, but I, but they're on their way. Uh, I mean, to think about how bad this program was, uh, I think national championship is a little unpredictable. But I think Tennessee next year is going to be on the cusp of a playoff berth. Uh, They have to navigate the schedule, and and I think that's always a factor. But I think they can. And uh, I I really uh, was up there twice this year, so I felt like I've got a good taste of what's happening with Josh Heupel's program. And it's in very good shape, Uh, better shape than it's been in, in Well, I would say uh, 15, 17 years. Thank you very, very much, Alex. But I I can't quite say, uh, you you still have Georgia to deal with. You still have Alabama to deal with. Uh, You still have so many other factors in the SEC. But they're in in very good shape. Rocky is up next in New Orleans. Hello, Rocky. Hey, Paul, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, I've
9: I've got a question about the AD at Alabama. I've heard you say on several occasions
1: that he's the best in the business.
9: Under his reign at Alabama, what other programs has he taken to championships?
2: Have they been in a Final Four? Well, the, clo- the closest, uh, really, uh, the basketball hire by of Nate Oates was considered uh, a spectacular hire. And Alabama last year was the number one. Wasn't they say, the number one seed in the whole tournament, or the number? They were number one seed in their regional. In the region. uh, is that right? right? But they, I think they, that's but, right. Um, but, and they. Uh, they bombed out, uh, well, and they, I mean, there's no, there's no sugar right. coating it. Their Sweet 16 loss was, was, was painful, but well, what, what about? Uh, that's what the about biggest hire he's program. made. He hired a baseball coach. He had to fire him for the betting scandal. Uh, I don't know Why? if he's made any other coaching hires. This is yeah, certainly so, the biggest. So, so how is he how is he possibly the, the best in the business?
9: I mean he they haven't won anything other than football under Nick Saban and, and
2: really anybody can win football under Nick Saban. Well oh, yeah, clearly that wasn't his hire. That's an understatement. Uh, he's got a very good reputation, um, but Rocky his uh, his ultimate reputation will will live and die with this hire. This is uh, this is Ten times more important than what than anything else he has done, and if it is Agreed. successful, oh, then uh, I agree with that. Yeah, and, I mean, and only time will tell. Yeah, only time will tell on
9: that. But the, the deal is that I've heard you say several times that he's the best in the business and, and I it's just well, I, I
2: have I have I have great respect for Greg. Uh, he is in he is in an elite group of athletic directors. This is now his third job as an A D. He was the A D at Mississippi State where he hired uh, Dan Mullen. Turned out to be a really good hire. Um, no, how, how's that? Oh, well, I, well, listen to what, what I said at Mississippi State. Okay. Um, his successor, Scott Strickland, then made the mistake of hiring Dan Mueller at Florida uh, and then <laughs> Billy Napier. So uh, Gr- Greg went to uh, Arizona where he hired Rich Rodriguez, and it turned out to be a good hire for Arizona. Uh, but for Arizona, uh, not as good as the guy they just lost to Washington. So, I mean, he's got one thing about, about Byrne, he grew up. His father was the AD at A&M in Nebraska, a couple other places. He's He's, he's been well, uh, He's had a he has a very good pedigree. But yeah, I mean, the, the best AD in the country, that's probably a handful of four or five people. He's in that group. Okay. Well, I appreciate you taking my
9: call, and and that's that's kind of what I was kind of trying to get at. Yeah, uh, you know, but, but Rocky, let, let me assure
2: a, you, if if three years from now, Kalen DeBoer is still trying to get in the college football playoff, I don't think you'll hear me say that he's the best in the business. So I got you, my friend. I appreciate you taking the call. Thank you very much. Yeah, great to hear from you. I mean, I, uh, in college football, in college athletics, uh, your, your football hire at every school but Kentucky, Gonzaga, uh, North Carolina, and Duke is going to uh, tell, you, tell everyone how good or bad you are. And that's whether fair or not, that's how you are judged. Let's uh, check in with Tyler next. Uh, hey, Tyler. Yes, sir, Paul Feinbaum. I've got a repetitive question that you uh, hear every single caller. So, do you cringe internally when a caller asks, How are you doing? No, I don't. I'll tell you why. Because I'm here for four hours uh the person that calls in at 625 may not it may be the he may be new to the show so he didn't hear the first 47 how are you's
9: well i was just going to say the (laughs) the caller before has obviously heard you're doing well yeah well i mean enjoy your show and keep up the professionalism and your, uh, your response of doing well is uh, you might need to have
2: some... Uh, you, you can tell, though, on. Tyler, little-known secret. As the show wears on, the, uh, I speed that up. Um, we, it's not as, it's not as uh, elongated as it is in the first hour. But I, I don't mind. I mean, I realize people, we are based in the South. People are friendlier. If this was New York, I would answer the phone and go, what do you got, Tyler? I mean, that's not how we do it here. If you if you ask Paul, me how I was, I mean if, was if if you call in Mike and uh, if you call in Mad Dog in New York and, and ask how he is, he's probably going to hang up on you. So <laughs> you 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 go to you you. you I mean so a, a New Yorker or a Philadelphia show will look down and go, okay, Tyler, you want to talk about the Eagles? What do you think? Should they, should I mean they'll ask you questions before you ask them questions. Should the coach yeah, be fired? Yeah. We're we're a little simpler down here. Well. Uh, I'm By the way, I am this, doing well, so,
9: Paul. Uh, really good to see your um, substantiality on the the activity that you've lasted in this network. And <laughs> that is <laughs> all. Congratulations to you, you, and I hope you. Uh, hey, you've lived out saving.
2: Yeah, that, that, was, that was always uh, that was always the uh, cottage industry. People would say, "Where will you stick around? Uh, will you make it to it?" Because everybody thought Saban would coach until he's 90. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I'm not I'm not happy about that. By the way, it was uh, it was quite a ride covering Nick Saban. Hey, thank you very much for the call. We will be back right after this.
7: It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast.
2: We welcome all of you back here. Let's uh, continue. And Stacy is up next. Uh, hello, Stacy.
3: What up, Paul Feinbaum? Hey there. Hey, let me, I, hey, I feel people talking about me behind my back. First of all, let me address Dominique. Dominique, I love you, little man. Keep on doing what you're doing, keep on taking the world by storm. I love what you're doing, young man, but I still give you a whooping, jokingly. You're an Alabama fan. I love you, little man. Now let me tell you something, legend. I ain't got no reason to be judged of no 13-year-old. He is doing a good job. But you better keep your arguments and you better keep my name out your mouth. If you got anything to say, you better address I man because I'm not the one. And anybody else got anything else to say about me, keep your mouth closed. Roll, tie, roll. By the way, uh, the...
2: Uh He mentioned Dominic from Pittsburgh. Earlier today, or maybe last night, uh, Mark Heim from uh, the ale.com did a story on Dominic. Uh, we have it up on our uh, Twitter X site uh, Goes into uh, his fandom. This is the young man who accurately predicted Kalen DeBoer would be the next Alabama coach. And uh, the, the article has been picked up by all the sports media websites, awful announcing, etc. So it's uh, Dominic has become quite a, a, a media sensation. Today, I don't know how that's affecting his life, but uh, Dominic is up next from Pittsburgh. How are you, Dominic? Hey, Paul. How are you doing? We're doing great. Love, the, love the article on you.
10: Thank you. Sorry I'm calling late. I had a snow day and went sledding for like okay. four hours. Wow. But I heard that that Mike guy from Georgia talking smack on DeBoer, saying he wasn't tested. while he literally beat Lanning and Oregon twice and then Sark in a big game. That just doesn't make sense to me.
2: No, he's got a pretty good track record uh, against uh, two of the best coaches in the country.
10: Yeah, and I would like to see what he can do with Milrow because Penix couldn't run because of his past injuries. What are your thoughts on that? Well,
2: Milrow uh, has more mobility. He's a great athlete, but he he's not the he's not the passer. Of Penix was.
10: Yeah, maybe he'll transform him into something like that. Could. All right. Well, just wanted to hey, call you. Hey, by the way, uh, Dominic,
2: uh, do your friend have your friends realized how famous you have now become?
10: yeah my friends are really happy and they think it's awesome and i even showed my math teacher that and she was like i can't believe you did that
2: (laughs) well dominic we are proud to have you uh uh, Danny, danny sheridan right now has you the early favorite for caller of the year out of that that's but it's january uh but uh you you take care of yourself and the guy who will not be winning caller of the year AJ in Pell City.
9: Here's Johnny. (laughs) This call right here does not include Dominic by any shape, form, or fashion. I think he's an excellent child, and he's a heck of a caller, and he's probably going to be the new legend if he he isn't already. But uh, I want to address, you know, Bratton, and and Griff comes on here, and, you know, what fan base probably calls you the most of a of a day, Paul? Bama. what out of all, you know, Georgia or Tennessee or, or or who? Alabama. By far. And you know, it's so funny, Paul, because well, actually, it's pathetic. It's not funny. It's pathetic that Brad and Griff can't get on here and simply voice their opinion. I mean, I'm entitled to my opinion. This is my call. This is your show. you got your opinion. They can give their opinion without getting their heads chewed off by a bunch of fan base that is, you know, they're they're putrid is what they are. Every single one of them, they're putrid. I mean, they, they... they were—they actually parallel with one of those political parties that uh, out there in Washington that says you can't talk about us. You can't talk about us. We—we we, everything we say is right, but you can't talk about us. We can talk about anybody we want to, but you can't talk about us because we're Bama. We're Bammers. Well, let me tell you something, Bama. You can kiss my Auburn
2: ass, Wardam Eagle. Well, that was a high-quality intellectual call, wasn't it? Dominic still the lead. Cheerleader is up next.
11: How in the world are you doing? We are doing just fine. Yeah, Paul. I've just got to ask you that—that that sport coat and that sweater. Now that—that that is some some cool threads you have got well, on. Thank you. Whoever's your stylist? Well, the sweater—the sweater, really uh, the sweater was a
2: uh, Christmas gift from Linda, my wife. So, uh.
11: well, she's got good taste.
2: Well, yes, she <laughs> that, does. By the way, there about thirty-two years ago, some people wondered about whether she did or not. <laughs>
11: Well, that's true. They seriously, I think
2: our our, our mother, father, brother, and all our cousins said, (laughs) I thought you were smart.
11: (laughs) Well, she turned out to be smart. She turned out to be smart. And, Paul, I'm really happy about the coach that we've got. I'm really happy. They just seem like they're going to fit in. They really do. And his wife... You know, Miss Terry will teach her a lot about... Yeah, what, I haven't, I phones, haven't,
2: uh, I mean, I've only seen her, I haven't heard, heard her speak yet, but uh, that will come. I'm
11: yeah, sorry. I hadn't either. I, I just saw her at the press conference, but uh, she, she'll, they're going to be great, and are their children in high school or college? Uh, you know? They
2: have two children. I know one of the, the daughters uh, just committed to uh, Washington to be a softball player. Uh, considering Alabama oh. has a better softball program, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she changes her mind
11: yeah she could get in the portal i guess i think, I think alabama
2: know. could probably <laughs> find a way to get her get her in
11: <laughs> hey where's randy today well, randy's here okay just another fella answered the phone today well, well Paul, uh, randy's in the you. studio
2: so the people in the, in the other okay. room yeah
11: okay he's wandering around well listen the show just gets better and better and i can't wait here about everything y'all are going to find, good things to find and tell us about the new coach at Alabama. And I've just seen some uh, going to Saban now. I've seen some really good podcasts on Saban that I hadn't seen before with other coaches and what good friends. Was it Vilichek that was the Patriot that he was such a good friend with?
2: Yeah, he and, uh, he and, he and Nick Saban are probably best
5: they friends. They
11: were tight, and that podcast, man, it showed it all. Yeah. It showed how they had been together and been friends. I don't know how long how long they'd been friends, but a long time. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let you go. Having a great show, and little Dominique, I like him. I like him a lot.
2: thanks cheerleader you be you be well you take care of yourself equalizer is in north carolina hello equalizer
5: hey paul thank you for letting me be on your show i'm always grateful when you do um a couple comments and a very short question um number one caller two or three ago about iman you know he's just Full, I feel like of anger and hate and who wants to listen to that every day legend, you know, at some point during his calls, I'll usually smile and he'll make me laugh. But anyway, um, I was rushing my nurses at the hospital today so I could get home to, to see the show and, um, make sure I have been calling in for a while. So, um, one quick question. I think, or that's my opinion. I think the next head coach at Alabama that's going to win a national championship is D'Amico Ryan. And I wonder if you have any.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mentioned a week ago. I mean, his name came up, but I mean, there was no way he could uh, leave. He's in the middle of the playoffs, and they couldn't wait either. Um... I think the, the real question is, uh, you know, where where does he go uh, from here? He's probably the brightest young coach in the NFL. Uh, would he want to come back home? Well, he's from Bessemer, which is right down the, the highway from Tuscaloosa. So I, I would think at, at some point it might interest him. Yeah. I think, think it would be fantastic. I would hope.
5: hope. Yeah, I, you know, um, to me, he brings – the defense mm-hmm. our new coach brings maybe more of the offensive side i just really struggle with a coach that you know we've had we've had bill curry we've had dennis francione even alabama players mike shula ray perkins and i'm just afraid this might be another higher in that direction and there's going to be the literal through the window. Everyone
2: thinks they know, nobody knows because, uh, and and I've interviewed a few coaches who have left Alabama, and uh, it it is all the things that you think it is and more and it's, there, there's no okay. way to be prepared for it. Uh, Nick Saban's the only one who really was prepared for it because he, uh, he had already done it at a similar school, and LSU and Alabama are very, very similar. Thank you so much for the call. We head to the break. We have a few minutes remaining here on a Tuesday night.
7: You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum
1: Show podcast. Uh, Let's get back to the
2: calls. And uh, Dustin, haven't heard from him in a while, calling from Tulsa. Hey,
8: Paul, how are you, man? We're doing great, Dustin. Wonderful. Listen, I I called in because I heard something earlier in the show that really upset me. And it, it just outlines why I hate this conference expansion so much specifically that we brought in these Texas teams is you've got silly tea sipping fools like that Sandy and Austin calling in acting like she knows what she's talking about taking shots at I man I mean he's one of the most venerable denizens of this program that there is and I'll tell you something I know firsthand that he's a good and decent man sure he has a problem with saving and he takes off on him as much as he can but he's a barner it's expected it's not only expected it's encouraged we love it so for sandy to sit there and take shots at i'm in she needs to cool her jets nobody cares what she thinks anyway i'll tell you what paul when i stopped calling in and kind of got busy with life and everything i'm in got a hold of my phone number reached out to me introduced himself and checked on me legitimately. He didn't want to gossip. He didn't want to talk college football. He sat on the phone with me for an hour just getting to know me, talking to me, you know, telling me a little bit about his life and, and really checking on me. I'm in for all his bluster. Is a good and decent man. He's a family man, and I like him a lot, even if he is a godless Auburn fan. So, Sandy, take a seat in the back where you belong and uh, let the guys that have been here for a while keep driving this thing.
2: Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Justin. Glad to hear you're back. Uh, Nick is up next in Tampa. Hello, Nick. Hey, Paul. Thank you for taking my
4: call. Thank you. I want to call you about, um, uh, I'm a big hard hardcore Gator and Billy Napier. You know, obviously we're not happy with him. And Scott Strickland figured he'd get a coach from the Sun Belt instead of Notre Dame or Washington or somewhere else like that. But we talked about Florida's schedule in the last five games. What are they? Florida State, Ole Miss, LSU, Texas, Georgia. Throw in Tennessee and Kentucky right before then. Right. It is the hardest schedule, I think, in the SEC. And so I guess my question, Paul, is, you know, we start off with Miami at home and then the third game, Texas A&M at home. Miami's coach hired when, when Napier was hired and, Obviously, and A&M has the new coach from Duke. If Billy Napier loses those two games at home to start the season, do you think there's a chance he won't make it to the final five games?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the danger is if it completely implodes. Uh, and we have the schedule on the screen, Miami, A&M, Mississippi State. I mean, they're, they're, they're uh, UCF, Tennessee. It, it, it you know, what, what you have this year, you, you have two open days. You have two open dates. <laughs> I apologize. Coaching changes often occur around open dates for a couple of reasons. It, it gives the program a chance to take a deep breath, move in a, uh, an interim coach, and, and, and the, the argument is always we're just trying to give the young players something to play for, believe it or not. Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen down there. The, the one thing Billy Napier has going for him is that the expectations are so low that should he turn a couple of games early on and and, and build some momentum, then, you, then you'll have a different argument that maybe he really is building something. But right now, there's, it would be almost impossible to convince anyone other than maybe Scott Strickland that he is doing that. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for the call. Joe is up next in Savannah, Georgia. Hello, Joe.
8: Hey, Paul. Appreciate your show. Got a long commute and you always get me through my commute. So I appreciate it. Thank you. I want you to just kind of comment on the kind of process of of, uh, hiring DeBoer. You know, I guess when you look at it as a novice, you're kind of like you're replacing a guy like Nick Saban and of his magnitude. And when you think about that process, you're thinking that, you know, the AD at Alabama, they're hiring a firm and there's like analytics and metrics that go into this. But when you're looking at it from your couch, you're kind of thinking, did they just hire this guy because he won two years at Washington? Obviously, he won other places. Um, But was there more that went into that process of hiring a guy than just that? Because there's obviously some negatives of his lack of connection to the Southeast.
2: Joe, uh, I am curious uh, to find that out, uh, and we will do that tomorrow night when, when, when Greg Byrne joins us, 3.30 Eastern time. Uh, I'm guessing, I don't know what Greg has, will say because I haven't talked to him since uh, the, the hire, but if you're the AD at Alabama or anywhere else, you probably always are thinking, what if? And uh, I'll be curious to hear from him when he joins us tomorrow.
1: Thank you for listening to the best of the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Watch the Paul Feinbaum Show weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on the SEC Network. Plus, you can listen and watch on the ESPN app.